Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. An on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Cobble Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. We always look forward to catching up with ULM head coach Keith Richard on Wednesday morning around 8 o'clock or so. He joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. How are you doing this morning, coach? Uh, good this week, Aaron. Good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I got a lot of questions to, to fire off at you. And let's just start there. Big picture. Uh, what did this mean for your program and this team to take care of business at home and pick up two huge conference wins last week? Well, if you remember last week, we talked about, uh, you know, we needed we needed to, uh, something good to happen to us. You know, we're staggering back home, coming back home off the road. And, and uh, you know, we needed to prove uh, really to ourselves that uh, – uh, we could win again in this league and and uh, provide some confidence, some momentum. Uh, I think I mentioned to you that, uh, you know, we had five out of the next seven at home now. And, you know, we uh, we told our team it's not necessarily, oh, we got to win all of them. You know, we don't want to put that kind of pressure on our team. But we needed to do something and, and positive to get ourselves moving in the right direction and, and kind of rebuild uh, some, as I mentioned, confidence. And, and lo and behold, we, we, we snagged two wins uh, at home, and, and uh, it's done wonders for our team. Isn't it weird how things work out? Uh, that first half against Troy on Thursday, I, I got to admit to you, Coach, uh, I thought, well, I'm not going to be around <laughs> here much in the second half. You go in there and you say, heck. Uh, let's go with the smaller lineup and what that has done for your team over the course of the last uh, you know game and a half. Well, it is amazing uh, that uh, you know you never you never know uh, in sports and you never know even in games uh, sometimes with your own team and you know we went into that halftime and I know the feeling that you were that you're talking about because I I had it too and. <laughs> And our team had it. And, you know, it, it was funny because it wasn't an issue of playing hard, you know. And, and you know, uh, it, that wasn't it. Uh, things just weren't going well on either end of the floor. We were trying. We were, you know, we were, you know, doing some of, trying to do some of the things we had prepared to do in that game. But Troy was really working on us on the inside. And they're too big, Bernardo and Hicks. We're, we're uh, going to work on us a little bit inside. And, and then on the offensive end, you know, we were missing some shots around the rim. And, and then when we get an open, we really – an open one, we really, really needed it. Good offense, and we missed it. And things just weren't going <clears throat> going well. <clears throat> and we were trying. And uh, it, it, was a, it wasn't a good feeling at all uh, going into that halftime. And so we made a decision to kind of – abort what we were doing 
and go in a different direction, uh, and which was, you know, put five guards out there, try to spread the floor on offense, and, you know, dribble penetrate and kick and, and uh, try to take their bigs out from under there, under the rim and play that way on offense and then on the defensive end. Just go ahead and double the post and try to take it out and take our chances on the backside uh, with their three-point shots. And, and it's not something, Aaron, that we haven't tried before or we don't use from time to time. We do. We have. And, uh, but it doesn't always work, you know, and, and, uh, uh, or we would have, we would be doing it, you know, we would have been doing it a lot, a lot more. And, but this particular game, it really, it really hit. It, it took their low post game out. It took Bernardo and Hicks, their, their, their post players kind of out. And, and then on the offensive end, it, it, it really spread the floor, and those bigs had to come out and guard Travis and Sam McDaniel, who are really guards, and 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 it, it provided some mismatches for us. And and then lo and behold, the three point line, you know, we hit three or four threes. I mean, we cut a fourteen point lead to one in four minutes. And you know, our team kind of looked up and went, "Oh my gosh, we got a game here now." And and. and uh, and you could you could sense some uh, momentum, and uh, uh, you know we we went on to play uh, well the rest of the half. We scored 52 points in that second half, held them to 33, and, and they helped us a little bit. They were they were three of 18 from the three point line. That's kind of the chance you take when you start doubling down on the post, you know, and and uh, you need a little help sometimes, and 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 we did get it, and. Uh, it was certainly a tremendous second half comeback. Just what we needed, uh, not only in that game, but just for our team in general, you know. And and uh, we're really, really happy after that game. And I talked to you after the game. How do you continue that momentum? And you certainly did against South Alabama. You mentioned the 52 in the second half versus Troy. Then you go out and you score 47 in the first half versus South Alabama. It had to be nice to see that carryover from Thursday night. It was a carryover, no question about it. Uh, first half against South, there was about a seven to eight minute stretch in that first half. Again, we went small, five guards at about the about the eleven minute mark in the first half, and and we just took off again. And I tell you what, there was a stretch there that we probably played our best basketball of the season on both ends of the court at the same time. I don't know if we could play any better than, than that seven eight minute stretch, and uh, you know you look up at halftime and you go you go and you got an eighteen point lead. How you know and and how ironic how things have just turned completely from uh, that Thursday night at halftime to where we were sitting there, you know at half uh, on Saturday against South and uh, and we talked at you know at halftime about uh, the lead and how we had come back on Troy and you know with the three-point line no lead is safe anymore you know it's just not and uh and and they closed it on us in the second half I think they cut it to four and five a couple of times throughout the half but in the last four minutes we made just enough plays on on both ends kind of at the right time to extend it out and go on and win so uh I mean really 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 needed and and really nice two wins at home over the weekend 
You go with the smaller lines. You still have Munnings and uh, McDaniel. They still what about six, 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 seven. But how, how do you compensate for uh, the boards and still be able to compete on that side of the ball? That that's that's the that's why it doesn't always work. You know, yeah. is because you know they're really not six, seven. They're really six, five, six, six uh, mm-hmm. type guys. And and sometimes it doesn't work because of the rebounding. Sometimes it doesn't work because uh, uh, the, the post play, you know, the other guys are just too big and strong sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't work when you start doubling because it opens up the weak side. You know, you got to scramble out after you double, and, and it opens up to three-point shots. And so all those things uh, are weaknesses of, of going that route. But I, I do want to mention, because you mentioned the rebounding, one of the reasons that it did work against Troy uh, in that Thursday night game, the rebounding, Marvin Jean-Pierre uh, had 10 defensive rebounds in the second half uh, against Troy. Numerous times I saw him where his you know, elbows were above the rim going up and getting a defensive rebound. That was a big key in all that working is the, was the rebounding. You know, you take the post out. They missed the three-point shot. You still got to get the rebound for all that to work. And so, uh, again, it it uh, it's uh, sometimes it's taking it, taking a chance doing that. Uh, five guards. It's definitely our best offensive group. There's no question about that. And uh, it's just the defensive end. Uh, can you get away with it against against teams? And uh, and rebounding obviously is a big part of it. Another, a whole new beast coming in here on uh, Saturday in Fan Ewing. Raging Cajuns, 19-3 and overall, 9-0 and in conference play. Feels like it was just a couple of weeks ago we had this conversation on how good this squad was. They haven't missed a beat since then. Now you had a chance to even break them down even more. What do you see? Really, really good team. Uh, a, a team uh, on par with... Uh, some of the really good teams we've had in the Sun Belt over the last eight years. Uh, I, I think about Georgia State about four or five years ago uh, that went 19-1 and one in this league. Uh, I think about Middle Tennessee, you know, six, seven, eight, six, seven years ago that had a huge run in this league. And, and uh, they're, they're, they're certainly on par uh, with those teams. Uh, you know they really they really hit uh, Aaron, and what I mean is, you know they they finished about eight and ten last year, uh, you know sixth seventh place or something like that in in in, in conference play. They had two all league return uh, returners, two all conference players returning. They have four starters actually, two all conference players, but they had three guys sitting out, three transfers: South Carolina, Missouri. USC moved those three transfers into the starting lineup, and two of the with the, with the two all conference players that returned, and then the two, two of the starters that were starting last year are now coming off the bench, and they really hit on these transfers. They're good players, and so what they have now uh, this year is. Uh, they've got seven. They got a, a freshman that they signed that can score a little bit. So they got seven or eight guys uh, that can all score. They're never, hardly ever on the floor do they have somebody on the floor that can't score. 
you know, and and that that's posed a real problem for everybody in the league uh, because you know they can sub seven eight deep and there there's no sore spot on the floor and I think that's why you see uh, a big point differential in their scores and uh, they're averaging eighty a game in conference play and giving up sixty that's twenty point difference in conference play and and so. They've really hit uh, in in that in mixing all that together, and then now, obviously, with the winning, they've grown with confidence, and uh, you know it's just kind of snowballed, and uh, so there, it's a uh, uh, it's a very very good team, and uh, it's going to be a huge challenge for us. We're going to be a huge underdog. There's no question about that. But for the team, uh, you know, with with huge challenges comes huge opportunity and you know you see this all the time in college basketball you turn the tv on every night and and uh somebody upsets somebody and and uh so our team you know has an opportunity here and uh we're gonna have to play extremely well there's no question about that uh we're gonna we need them to be a little off there's no question about that but uh an opportunity for us uh, to do something special. And a golden opportunity for fans to come out to the game and then head out to the parade right afterwards. So it worked out well. It's, it's perfect timing, exactly. You can come watch the Warhawks and, and hopefully cheer us on to victory and, and uh, uh, you know, see a good Lafayette team coming in here. And it's great competition. And we're going to need a good crowd. We need, we need some help here, you know. And uh, we need some kind of home court advantage. And, uh so I certainly encourage you know all the all the fans that uh, come out and and uh, see this game, students, everybody, and uh, we're really going to need a team effort on this one. And then they can go to the parade afterwards. And it goes without saying, you will be a big Eagles fan on Sunday, rooting on Doug Peterson. No question about it. And uh, you know we uh, 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 a tweet yesterday uh, about. Uh, you know, five years ago, and everybody's got a Doug Peterson story because he's been around here and all and all that. And I was an assistant here actually way back uh, his last year here, play when he played. And uh, but uh, five years ago, Aaron, we uh, opened it up with Kansas on the road in, in Allen Fieldhouse, and uh, I got a call from his wife. He was the offensive coordinator of uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, they wanted to come to the game and. And uh, we got him tickets, and he and his family, and we had him come speak to the team, to the lock, you know, in the locker room before the game. Uh, Barry Rubin, who's uh, uh, the strength coach of the of the Kansas City Chiefs, and who uh, Monroe guy, and and uh, was the strength coach here at one time at ULM. You know, we kind of had a little ULM family affair there. But anyway, we had a picture of him speaking to our team in the locker room. And uh, you could see his kids, and you could see Josh, <laughs> who's on our football team now, in, uh, uh, in the background. And, and uh, you know, five years later, he's leading the Eagles to the Super Bowl. And, uh, so you never know, you know. And, uh, but we're huge Peterson fans and uh, going to be pulling for the Eagles uh, very hard on Sunday. Coach, uh, as always, appreciate the time. Congratulations on uh, last week, and good luck versus the Cajuns on Saturday. See you then. Okay, thank you so much. You bet. Uh, more Doug Peterson stories coming up at the bottom of the hour. Bob Lane will join us. He was uh, an assistant coach when uh, Doug's dad came in with the tape.
You know what a VHS tape is? Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm not that young. <laughs> he came in with a VHS tape of Doug, and Bob popped it in. So, ooh. Do I know what a VHS tape is? <laughs> Get out of here. We got a couple uh, random questions on this Wednesday. You want to try to answer them after the break? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, hold on. Stop. I've got random questions for you. We're yeah. going to ask people to chime in with some uh, random questions. I got a couple, too. Okay. All right. So there you go. 888 The morning drive back up. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road car king. New Year, New You. Let Pata's Barbecue help with eating healthy. Our meats are smoked, and we have low-carb sides. Beef, turkey, chicken, ribs, and pulled pork, all slow-cooked and full of flavor. Eat healthy at a low price. Try one of our lunch specials, chicken and sausage with two sides for $6.99, or get a fourth of a chicken and two sides for $4.99. So come on in to Pata's. Drive through or use a waiter out for delivery. Two locations, 165 North in Monroe, or Splane Drive next to Walgreens in West Monroe. Pata's Barbecue, serving the South's best barbecue since 1977. These days, news travels lightning fast, which is great if you're a sports fan. Between status updates, breaking news notifications, and Twitter feeds, you can always be up to the minute on every team in every game. While it's great for sports, it's the opposite when it comes to buying a car. Go online, and you're bombarded with numbers, invoice, list price, dealer price. It's hard to know how to recognize a good price. Well, not anymore. Introducing True Price from True Car. It's the only price you need to know because it's exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories. How do you know if your true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for the same car you want. So you know how to recognize a good price. And your certified dealer knows this. So they set their true price competitively because they want your business. There are over 15,000 True Car certified dealers nationwide. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Hi, right, Jake. Uh, random questions here. Uh, Brett wants to know Will it rain Saturday night for the Mardi Gras parade? <laughs> Uh, I have not looked at the weather. Um, so you haven't looked at the models and tried to no, forecast? No. I'm going to say no because I'm a positive person. I'm assuming you'll say yes because you tend to go half empty, right? Ooh, wow. Are you my wife? You're a little bit of a pessimist. Wow. I'm actually a pessimist too. Um, uh, I'm looking at KNOE.com. Uh, high of 54, low 46. Not too shabby. We've certainly had worse. Last year it was warm. Uh, it looks like it's partly cloudy from what I can tell. Or an overcast. Don't see any showers on Saturday. Okay. This is an awesome weather sports <laughs> radio show we <laughs> have here. Give me the Krobo key wall. <laughs> Making me cringe. But uh, it's still a couple days out, so uh, it, things could change before Saturday. That is my early forecast. Okay. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Thank, thanks for that. Uh, Hunter says, what's a knickerbocker? Can you answer that one, Aaron? No clue. 
Uh, you looked it up? I looked it up. It's apparently, well, they, let me give the two def, definitions I get here. See, Nixers, <laughs> or two, a New Yorker. But now I see Knickerbocker or Knickers are a form of men's or boys' baggy knee trousers, yeah. particularly popular in the early 20th century United States. Did you ever have a pair of those, Aaron? Uh, no. Yeah, no. it was before your time. Yeah. All right, uh, so I've got some random questions for you. All right. And I'll encourage the audience, please chime in. Please text us uh, some random questions for this Random Question Wednesday. Uh, we're, we're remodeling for uh, that. Remodeling, nice word. Yeah. All right, let's go. All right, so best thing your wife cooks. Mm. Now you're trying to get me in trouble. Well, I, uh, you, This is a good a chance for you to earn some brownie points. She's good at everything. Oh, I mean, God. literally, there's, not, there's not a meal that has been bad. Look at me. Does it look like I have a bad meal? That is literally the worst no. answer you could have given. Uh, no, man. Some enchiladas. I always try to get her to make those. They're enchiladas. Boom. Yes, yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to fly through okay. this. Right. What did you get in trouble for the most when you were a kid? Oh. I really didn't. This is not going well. <laughs> this is awful. Yeah. You're an awful person yes, to ask these yes, questions yes. to. Do you have How any questions is for that? me? Who was yes. <laughs> I figured you'd have a good story. You say uh, I asked something, you're like, oh, man, back in the day, yeah. me and my buddies. <laughs> All right. Next question. You, sh- you better have a good answer okay. for this. I know uh, you, yeah. you've, you've experienced this. Uh, horrible. Worst thing. sporting event you ever had to cover. Mm. Well. Uh, it all turned out well, considering what took place with the, the Saints in the Super Bowl. That was, without a doubt, the worst really? miserable experience that I, uh, I've ever. The Super yeah. Bowl. People don't understand the logistics and what it's like to cover an event like that. And literally, when you're by yourself trying to one-man band a situation. And this is a good opportunity. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. So it, it was one of those spur-of-the-moment things. We'd been planning, hey, perhaps we can go to the Super Bowl. It comes to just a few days Literally, a day after the Saints win the Super Bowl, station management says, hey, all right, now we need to go. I said, well, this is something we probably should have been discussing for the three weeks prior to it. But they yeah. said, all right, you're going. So and get a credential, magically, how that happens. And then I put them in charge of – Was that hard or, or – or? It was very difficult. Okay. So good. then uh, I put them in charge of accommodations. Bad move. Uh, media Hotel is in Fort Lauderdale. Away from everything. Of course, the stadium there in Miami is away from everything. Also, South Beach, the city. So they said, we'll take care of the accommodations. I said, fine. So you load up, and at that time, you're literally carrying your tripod, your camera, your editing equipment. We're talking about a bunch of stuff. Arrive in Miami. You can only imagine trying to lug all that stuff around and make it all work. I show up at the hotel, and this is a sign when you know you're in trouble. I show up at the hotel, and there are literally two cars on cinder blocks. On cinder blocks? In the parking lot. I said, rut row. This may not work out well. So I go up to the front desk, and I say, ah, yes, I have reservations here. All right, yes, yes, yes. They give me the reservations, my uh, room. I go into the room. I'm unpacking everything. And as I unpack the camera, which I had in uh, to the carry-on, I notice the camera is broken. No, no backup, no spare. Uh, I'm in Miami. So I call the station, hey, uh, camera is uh, broken. Uh, what should I do? Oh, tomorrow, just to go to the CBS affiliate in Miami. I'm sure they'll have an engineer there or two that will help you fix the camera. I'm saying, oh, yeah, sure, that'll work. At this moment, 
I hear an officer outside the door, freeze, put your hands up. I said, holy cow. So I look outside the peak hole in this shady hotel in uh-huh. Fort Lauderdale, and I see a police officer with his gun raised. <laughs> what did you do? Did you hit the deck? <laughs> yes. So this is all going outside the hallway. That ends. I pack up my bags. Well, first I call the station. I say, find me another hotel. Yeah. I go to the front desk and I say, I need to check out. They said, why? <laughs> I said, somebody just got nearly shot in front of my room. I think that is a good enough excuse why. They said, all right, you're only here 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> that was the start of my Super Bowl adventure. And quite frankly, it got worse after that. So you've booked your hotels ever since, correct? <laughs> My goodness. I mean, what do you, I, mean I don't know. Hey, we got you a great deal. Eighty nine, ninety nine. Yeah. there in uh, Fort yeah. Lauderdale. I wonder why it was so cheap. Mm. Wow. And we talked about the credentials, uh, Jake. That was a major issue I dealt with the entire week. It appeared that I didn't have a, a full credential at some points, or they gave me the wrong one. So you have to go through so many secured areas to do these live shots. We were trying to pull off, or I was trying to pull off, literally a live shot at noon, 5, 6, and 10 every day. So that was a, a completely or, a different ordeal. And then you're, you talk about the fact you're traveling from Fort Lauderdale to Miami out to the stadium. So a lot of travel was involved. Bottom line, best part of the story, I felt like uh, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, it was a horrible week, horrible week. And uh, – Go into the stadium, have my credential. You're with all the other media members. And uh, in events like this, they have auxiliary press box because they can't fit everybody in the press box. So they literally seat you outside in the stands, which I love. You're out there. You can enjoy it. You feel like you're literally a fan. You feel that. But you're getting paid for it. Yeah. So walking up, and you're in the nosebleeds, the Bob Euchre seats, and a media member says, hey, I got an extra credential. I don't know where this passes to. And I said, well, heck, I'll take it. It's worth another shot to see if it's a better option. Next thing I know, I'm walking down, and I know I'm getting a better seat just by the where I'm walking. Cal Ripken is right in front of me. And I said, if this is an area Cal Ripken is in, I think I'll be all right. I think I'm good. I go to the ticket person. They said, your seat is right there. And they literally point up 50 rows up on about the 20, 25-yard line and has a long desk in front of it with a monitor in front of it with headphones. I said, that is my seat? And she said, yes. I said, sat down. I did not leave one other time because I was afraid if I got up and left, I'd lose my seat or they'd figure out I shouldn't have been there. Right, right. I saw the media member later after the game and said, how was that ticket I gave you that credential for that seat? I said, I was all right. Yeah, yeah. Don't rub it in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You kind of sounded like that columnist for a second. I feel like Shawshank Redemption. Well, you know, because I swam through, and at the end, it was freedom. And I got to watch the Saints win a Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah, at the end of the day, you were at the Super Bowl. so I wasn't complaining. Okay. Except I almost saw a a shooting. Yeah, you did almost see a shooting. You almost were, were in crossfire, maybe. You can tell Tabor's tired of this conversation. He just cues the music. It's like, it's like <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're He doesn't here. want story time with Aaron anymore. <laughs> I enjoyed it. That was a good story. You, you kind of Did talk- I redeem myself after the question about my wife? Yeah, my goodness. That was awful. I had some more questions for you, but uh, 
after hearing you, your first couple answers, I think we'll just skip the, the random questions. On uh, Friday, remind me about the uh, model competition that we went to on South Beach. Who was we? Uh, there was another media member. Remind me, I'll tell that story. Oh, I was hoping it was the teller. Swimsuit model. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, that would have been a story. <laughs> 888-993-7762. Bob Lane has some stories after the break. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. If your gas gauge doesn't work, you might run out. If your speedometer doesn't work, you might get a ticket. Don't risk either one happening to you. If the gauges in your car don't work, call or come by Dash Solutions in West Monroe. They can fix anything that's broken, and most repairs are done in less than an hour. The solution to broken gauges is Dash Solutions. I-20 at 5th Street in West Monroe, 355-8595, 355-8595. Local Sports Talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Jake's got me all riled up on this uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, we always love catching up with the people that have been familiar and know the story of Doug Peters and how he arrived in Monroe and, of course, how his career has uh, really skyrocketed, his rise to stardom in the NFL. A guy that played a part in it, Bob Lane, joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. How are you doing this morning, Bob? Doing great, Aaron. How about you guys? Good. Uh, I got numerous questions I want to ask you about Doug, but just first of all, uh, knowing him for so long and being a friend of his, what is it like to watch him get an opportunity now to play for a world championship? Well, obviously, I'm so proud for Doug and his family, you know, Jeannie and his children, his mom. It's just, uh, you know, homegrown guy. You know, I've actually, we inherited Doug after uh, his high school days, but he, he's one of ours and, and uh, couldn't be better for a great family. Talked to his mama earlier this week, uh, Terry Peterson. She was telling us the story on how the family arrived in northeast Louisiana and then ultimately yep. how Doug arrived on the campus. So tell it for us. You were an assistant coach at the time. How did it all unfold? It's kind of weird uh, for, for you know our paths to, 
come together at the same time. I had just uh, finished my career as a football player, you know, coming out of the USFL, and and Coach Collins gave me the opportunity to coach quarterbacks, and and they had this one young kid there named Stan Humphreys. You know, I had heard he was a pretty good player, and then and and Coach Collins then said, "Look, we got another young guy that we just." fell on and uh, or actually fell in the hands of ULM at that time and and uh, I said well tell me about him and any anyway called him in and and there was Doug just tall lanky good looking kid you know and big smile and and so you know obviously history will tell that you know we had a pretty good run on quarterbacks right there but uh, the story was that the Petersons were um, were transferred uh, they were from the northwest and Mr. Peterson you know, had a, a promotion and moved into the uh, east side of Monroe, and they had this young kid that, you know, was a late bloomer, and and Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, you know, the Pacific Northwest schools were recruiting Doug, uh, but you know, Doug Doug was a late bloomer, and and he was kind of still waiting to see what was going to happen. And when Mr. Peterson came here for a visit, he brought some tapes with him. And came to ULM and handed the tapes and or you know video to Coach Collins and the staff at that time. It was just prior to me coming on at ULM. They said he said I'd like for you to look at my son. You know it might give you an opportunity. So they ran a couple of tapes and it was a no-brainer. And Coach Collins said we want to offer him. And you know Coach Collins could see it just real quick. He needed to get his hands on that young man and so. ULM made the offer, and the Petersons accepted, and then that was the beginning of the Doug Peterson story. You mentioned that you established that quarterback with Stan Humphreys, uh, the, the national championship season. Doug was kind of waiting in the wings. Early on, what did you see from Peterson when he arrived on campus? You know, Doug, uh, he utilizes the great old saying that, you know, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason, and, you know, listen twice as much as you talk. And, and, and Doug multiplied that. He just had that big smile. He didn't talk much. He just listened and watched. And what better way to learn than to watch uh, someone like Stan Humphreys lead a group of kids and, and a team put his, the team on his shoulders and, and to a national championship. And so Doug got to see firsthand what it looked like. And, and man, Doug is so smart. I'll never forget uh, the following year after the championship, you know, sandwiched in between Stan and Doug was a true overachiever. Walter Fithian was mixed in there, and Walter was more of a dual-threat run kind of guy. And, uh, Walter started out that next season as a starter but had a severe hip pointer in the first game down in Nichols, and he couldn't even hardly walk. So called Doug in on Wednesday before the North Texas game, which really would have been the second game that Doug would have been eligible to play in. Well, the previous year he was redshirted and uh, sat Doug down. I said, all right, buddy, it's time. You're getting ready to start this week. He just smiled even bigger, never batted an eye, and proceeded to go and throw for over 300 yards at North Texas conference game. We ended up not winning the game. I don't remember the score, 30 to 27. We threw a Hail Mary last play. But Doug had a great performance his first outing. And, you know, then he and Walter split time for a couple of weeks and then Doug ended up being the starter for the rest of that year, and you know, hence his career had maybe one of the all-time passers in ULM history. But that was kind of the way it started with Doug. He never backed up, never, you know, never wavered, and just so inquisitive, so smart. 
uh, you know, I was very lucky, Aaron, to have, you know, guys like Stan and Walter and Doug as my quarterbacks. I can promise you I had to go in there with all the I's dotted and the T's crossed because you weren't going to fool those three kids. They were very, very smart. Let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, there's watching film, and then there's actually watching and breaking down tape. Did you see a difference with Doug on how he studied and analyzed the game? Uh, yes, there there was a there there was a high IQ mentality, you know, in, in that room for the two years I coached. And 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 I say this real quick. I, I always ask people, and they say, "Man, you coached Stan Humphries and Doug Peterson." And I said, "Yeah, what came first, the chicken or the egg?" You know, I mean, I don't know if they helped me be a good coach or vice versa, but we laugh about it and kind of agree that it was equal. But but the IQ amongst those kids were remarkable. Uh, Doug, you could tell Doug one time what you asked of him, here's why we're doing it, you know, and, and, and show film. And, and after about half the season, that 87 season, they began to learn why we were watching film, what we were looking at. We would try to identify – the weakest secondary player and the weakest defensive lineman, and we were going to make that child's night miserable. We were going to make sure somebody else got to play, and that was going to be that kid's backup. So we, we, we learned how to view weaknesses and strengths and, and try to match up. You know, that, that's what the NFL is all about now is matchups. Well, we were doing that back in 87 and all. And, and so once that group of kids learned – you know, really what we were asking of them as an offense, that's when we got real good. And it carried on. And even Dave Roberts came in after our, you know, regime left. And Dave was of the same mentality. And Doug continued to flourish under Dave. And so, you know, it, it's just a pleasure to coach kids that, that understand and can get deep into the game plan. But it, it's no surprise to me, Aaron, that, that Doug has gone on to do what he's done, you know, both as a player and a coach. It's no it's it's no fluke, I can promise you. Bob Lane joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. Bob, your coaching career is relatively short because you then went into business. How proud are you yeah. now to say that, hey, uh, Doug Peterson was one of my players? Yeah, it, it, it's kind of a, uh, you know, a, a feather in my cap, if you will, you know, to have had spent time with young people that grow up to be that successful, but you know, it, again, it, it, I'm not surprised, but just overwhelmed for Doug and his family, you know, his mom and dad. And, 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 you know, he lost his dad just recently. And his dad was so, so proud of Doug. And, you know, he, he's up there smiling now, I'm sure. But, but you know, anytime you have somebody in your lineage to go on to the heights of, I mean, can you imagine being a head football coach in the NFL getting ready to coach in the Super Bowl, it does not get any better than that, you know. And, and of course, I've, I've had uh, uh, contacts with Doug through the years. He and one of my best friends, Barry Rubin, which is a Neville alum, you know, he's a great strength coach there in the NFL with the Kansas City Chiefs. He and Doug spent many years together both in Philadelphia and Kansas City. So, you know, Doug has stayed, and I stayed in touch. And, you know, um, when, when Doug has needed my uh, – I guess thoughts or, or something in the past, he reaches out to me and, you know, I hadn't heard from him this year, which clearly he didn't need my advice, but, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'm here for him if he needs me, but, and I am not going to reach out him to him for the game. I'll probably yeah. wait until the dust settles after it's over. Cause I'm sure he is, uh, 
he's time poor right now. He doesn't need any more advice. <laughs> Bob, from a guy that, uh, of course, played uh, professional football, you know how hard it is to make that transition from the college to the professional ranks. Were you surprised yeah. that he was able to, you know, 10 years in the league and then another three in the World Football League, that his career uh, extended that duration? You know, not, 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 I mean, bottom line is a pro football career for somebody that has that talent level, it averages about three and a half years. So, so it'd be hard to say that I'm not surprised because he beat the odds, you know, tripled it. And, and uh, so, yes, I, it is surprising for anybody to make it more than three years. But, but for a guy like Doug, you know, very, very much a physical specimen, so smart, great work ethic. And, and, and honestly, all joking aside, you know, Doug did start several years in the NFL. But my gosh, what better job to have than be the backup to Brett Favre and others? Because, you know, you're over there on the safe part of the field on the sidelines, and so your career can last. I know Bubby and I have talked about that a lot. You know, Bubby, uh, he, he was a starter for many, many years in the NFL, but toward the tail end, he was getting to back up, you know, another pretty good quarterback out there with Elway. So your, your career can extend into the double digits when you're a backup quarterback greater than – because, you know, if you're a backup linebacker, it doesn't go into 10, 12 years. You're either playing, covering kickoffs, punts, and things like that, or else you're not on the team. That's the one position. The only thing better than the number two quarterback is be the number three guy because they, you, you're staying away from the shrapnel. You know, there's not many bombs blowing up on the sideline. Bob, how does this thing play out on Sunday? Oh, I've got to say the Eagles are going to win. You know, I'm, you know, going with my heart, but uh, it's no fluke. I think that uh, I went back one day earlier this week and looked their statistics, and you know, they're both won 13 games, and you look at them, and they're almost a spitting image of one another. I believe memory serves me a week ago. It looks like that that the uh, Eagles' defense ranks a little bit higher in a couple of categories. Than, than the Patriots, but the, the problem with those statistics is they, they are very equal, but they didn't play each other this year, and the only thing that's going to matter at the end of the, the, the contest is who has the most points, so statistics generally are for losers, but, you know, that's all we can go on if you're looking at a betting line or a favorite or predicting, you got to go on stats, and they're very, very even. I do know this. I, I said this to people when the Eagles were running away with um, the NFC Championship game. I text back to them, Doug is not scared. And what I mean by that is you can go into a game trying to win and or you can go into a game trying not to lose. Doug's going into this to win. He knows he may have this one time in his life, this opportunity. He's not going to go in there and try to protect the lead late or whatever. Because, my gosh, how do you protect a lead when a team has Tom Brady? I mean, he, he can have eight seconds to go with 80 yards and, and still beat you. You know, so Doug is not going to be the kind that's going to sit on it, try to run the air out. He, and, and, you know, it, it's kind of a hard thing to do when you've got to defend Tom Brady late in the game, you know. Bob, some great stuff. Uh, we ran out of time uh, here in the next couple of months. Love to get you back on, talk a little bit about your days with the USFL and, of course, now with the uh, XFL starting back up. Good stuff, yep. bud. Appreciate yep. the time. All right, man. Thank you for what you guys do. Thank you. Bob Lane. Great stories there on Doug Peterson.
Yeah, uh, basically what he was saying is the Eagles are going to do what Jacksonville didn't. So they're going to try to put this thing to bed. Or what Atlanta didn't do. It it all comes back to Atlanta. (laughs) The more we can bring it up, the better, right? I love hearing those old stories. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Really good. Uh, Final segment coming up with our parting shots. One more chance for you to weigh in. 888-993-7762. We're back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. When people get sick, they need a doctor. When cars get sick, they need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the uh, morning drive. Are you ready for your parting shot, Jake? Always ready. Parting shot. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Minnesota. Well, I'm going to tell you what, Channel 8, they've been packed it in, too. They didn't get any of this on camera. We got it. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Oh, no. Oh, no. my God. Oh, my gosh, no. I have lost my voice in excitement. I'm sick. I want to throw up. <laughs> um, so we got a text here. Aaron texted in and said, Brett uh, Billima's final buyout number, $11.9 million. As Trump would say, this is the worst deal in the history of deals. Shows why Jeff Long had to go to. I want to hit on that for a second because it is absolutely crazy that he is getting paid $322,000 a month over the next 37 months. And if you want to break it down further, that's $10,000 a day. Getting paid $10,000 a day. And we're not talking about. Until he finds another gig. Until he finds another gig. 
We're not talking about an A-lister, and why would he find that at a gig? And I know it's kind of like oh man, like, throwing shade. I, well, I meant why would he? Um, I understand, you know, coaching is your passion. It's, it's what you love to do. Yeah. Yes, you want to get back in the world of coaching, but why not sit on it? Why not just sit on it, make that money, and go do something yeah. in media or something? Be fat and happy. And some would say that he already he is. He already is. He's <laughs> <laughs> already got a great life. Yeah. Um, as good as deal that is, I still go back to the someone's deal with Texas A&M. That's now, the way to go. The, now, his agent, and or whoever the boneheads were at Texas A&M, yes. that finagled that deal. They're not hurting, though, for money. But His someone's deal was what? Was it a $10.5 million, I yeah, believe? Yeah, I think that was it. Guaranteed. He got it all in one day. Yeah. Got it all in one day. So it's like. I'll you take know, that in small bills. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Um I don't feel like waking up early this morning and, and heading to the office. I've, I've just got $10 million, so I think I can take a half day. So then Arizona comes at him, and uh, yeah. uh, we'll throw you another, what was it, a two and a half per year? Yeah. On addition to the check that he just cashed for over $10 million guaranteed. The $10 million guaranteed is one of the craziest deals. I mean, if you think Jeff Long's bad, I mean, that deal right there. Well, Les Miles is sitting down in uh, Baton Rouge still collecting a nice check sure. from LSU. Yeah, well, you know, some, some would have thought he would have had a job by now, but didn't work out These that buyouts way. are just it's ridiculous. Crazy. You want to grow up and be a former college football head coach. Mm. That's that's what you uh, strive to be, right? Mm. <laughs> anyway, they're getting, they're getting paid handsomely. So you're saying as competitive as, you know, coaches are and as competitive as you are you would just say well i'll take my cash and sit around i gotta tell you it would be i would have to find something to do with my like i always have this conversation with my wife uh we talk about what we do if we won the lottery yeah, right like uh, she'll buy like a, a ticket and just just for the heck of it because her, her office does and she's like oh i'm i'm never working again <laughs> and me i'm like i would still do what i do i just wouldn't do it as much like i would still have to like, I'd st- I would lose my mind in boredom. Like, I'd have to have a perp. But then again, you could just go around and travel yeah. and just do all sorts of different well, things. Well, I go back to your uh, another one of your man crushes, Ed Orgeron, when he was out of coaching, and he was just sitting around. Heck, he was watching uh, tennis matches <laughs> on Forsyth here in Monroe. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, look at him now. Look at him now. But I, I say all that, but it would also be very difficult to give 110% when I have $10 million in the bank. And, like, I'm not hurting for money. You know what I mean? Like, it's there's something – yeah, you want to be great. Yeah, yeah, you, you don't want to just, you know, lounge around and do nothing. You want to do something with your life. Yeah. But I think there's all, always a, a money incentive, too. Like, that, that extra money incentive always pushes you when you're really tired. You're like, yeah, but I, I, I definitely need to – Plus, your lifestyle changes and you get accustomed to a certain level. Yes. It's kind of like with the whole Conor McGregor thing. Will he ever come back to fight? You know, I know he's blowing through his money, but it's still hard to go get punched in the face when you made, what, $100 million, whatever you made from the Mayweather fight. So, anyway, those are the things that I ponder. If if I was a former college coach and I was making bank like that, would I rush to get back into the business? Uh, my parting shot, I had a chance to watch uh, Rabel last night versus uh, Beekman Charter. <coughs> Sorry. All choked up over here. Yeah. Uh, the Hornets. They're that good. They, they live up to life. Uh, another impressive win for them. They're up 42-8 to eight after the first quarter against Beekman Charter on the road. 
a lot of comparisons are starting to be made about this team and where you put them historically with Northeast Louisiana squads. These are fun conversations. Yeah, this is something we always have to have, right? But they're difficult. Yeah. And then you look, uh, especially through the last couple years, you've got some pretty good teams. You had some state championship squads. But we're talking about teams that are, you know, are squads that we remember for years and years. Will this be, and we could be talking about a nice little run here for Rabel. We're talking about a Hornet squad that is unbeaten right now, coming off a huge win against Riverside over the weekend. You look at Class 2A, and, I mean, is anybody going to give them any competition? No. You're looking at uh, the guys coming back, including Malik Wilson. So the question is, how good is this team historically over the course of the last decade or 20 years? So then I'm looking back, and I just try to you know rack my brain about teams that I've seen and watched play. I mean, I go back to 2010. Carroll was loaded. Uh, Terrence Henry, uh, Brandon Wilson, they were a highlight show. They went all the way down to the, I think it was a state championship game. It may have been the semifinals. Uh, they had an opportunity against Greg Monroe. You know, he was the, the, the thing coming out of high school in this state. Uh, they were up 16, 18 points on him. And ultimately, they end up losing that ball game. That team was extremely good. Mm-hmm. You go back to the number of teams that Richwood has had throughout the years that have been fantastic. I mean, Terry Martin, Storm Warren, and others on that squad. A lot of people forget how good that team and those teams were during yeah. that run. Richwood's a dominant run through uh, the state. You go back even farther. I mean, Washita with uh, Jay Jackson and, of course, Johnny Hodge. And, and those teams, they didn't win a state championship. And ultimately, that was back before they had power ratings and they had some just horrible matchups playing Woodlawn and Baton Rouge and others that uh, derailed their championship hopes. But I put them right up there with any of them. But I'd like to see this Ravel squad square up against those teams. So you're not going to give us an answer? You're not going to say they are? Give me a couple more weeks. Okay. Yeah. And the, the sadly is you want to see them against – What are you going to learn? Yeah. Well, I think in the state in – well, in the – we need to compare them, and we saw them in the Don Redden, or at least you did. I saw the highlights and other things against Wasserman other competitions. Yes. Wasman gave them a run. And then, you know, this this was supposed to be their ultimate challenge against Riverside. And they go down there and they pass the flying colors. Absolutely. So yeah. I'd like to see them challenged in the postseason. If they're not, I just go back to last year. Everybody was talking about Madison Prep. Really didn't give Rabel much of a chance in that ball game. Hornets fall behind by a lot. They come swarming back, have a chance actually to tie that ball game late. With a Malik Wilson a three-pointer, a little off the mark. They lose in that championship game. They weren't scared then, and they're still not scared. Well, that's going to do wonders for them this year. Yeah. I mean, they, they've gotten a taste of it. Now I expect them to just roll, steamroll the competition. But my thing is, Aaron, you said you need to wait a couple of weeks. I just don't think you're going to learn anything. Either. Right. I just look at the competition, and I think you're going to see a lot more lopsided scores. And so – I don't know. Th- those things are always hard to. Yeah, you know, they're fun though. And the, they the, are fun. The, the credit that I give this year's squad, and a lot of teams you see with very good teams, they'll come down, and you got a star player like Malik Wilson who'll come down, and there'll be one, two passes at tops, and they'll jack up a three, or they'll just drive to the bucket and they'll score. Right. They really move the ball around. Yeah, they're yeah. a good team. Yeah. Team. It's yeah. not just Malik. It's yeah. not just the Malik Wilson show. It's you know Nashawn Ellis. They've got a lot of really good players that they count on every single night. Get a chance, go down. They'll be at home on Friday versus Faraday. What do we got coming up tomorrow? Oh, I'm glad you asked. It is top 10 Thursday. We will be ranking the.
top ten Super Bowl plays. Aaron will come up with the list. I'll come up with the list. He'll provide sound for his because he doesn't care about me, and he'll try to slant it his way. Uh, you will get to chime in, tell us whose list was right. Mine was right, correct, as you know. And, uh, yeah, we'll compare, we'll debate, and have fun. Just because I'm going to do a little extra work, I, you take points off. I don't know how to get slant. the audio. <laughs> I guess if I could just – I guess I'll look it up on YouTube and send it to you. I don't know how to do it. Uh, Chris Blair will join us for his weekly visit at 8 o'clock. Yeah. We'll get to talk about what the slaughter that takes place tonight uh, against Tennessee. Everybody have a uh, fantastic day. We'll yell at you bright and early tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.